The trouble I felt was that I didn't really have the story yet. I was stuck in the wake of loss and grief and so many negative things that it felt like everything was just kind of a blank canvas in my life. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. This is a podcast where people share their stories of how they continue to navigate and discover through the journey of life. Hear from people from various backgrounds as they share life lessons from their journey of navigation and discovery. On today's podcast episode, we have Erin Crucio, who is a wife, mama, writer, podcaster, and speaker. And she recently released her newest and first book, Unraveled, Finding the Lovely When Life Comes Undone. And she also has a podcast called Room for Lovely, which is an all major podcast streaming platforms. Um, after over a decade as an educator, Erin retired to her true passion, which is Chief Operating Officer of the Cusillo Household. She spends her days wrangling her three wild and handsome boys and supporting her husband in marketing for his entrepreneurial endeavors. Her hidden talent is bringing order to any kind of chaos and making room for lovely. Her greatest joys are a good cup of coffee, wandering through her garden, singing to her favorite song on the radio, or exploring a quaint downtown. When she gets a free moment, you'll find her writing in a quiet coffee shop or dreaming about home decor. So really hope you enjoy this podcast as we talk about her podcast, Room for Lovely, and her newest book, Unraveled, Finding the Lovely When Life Comes Undone. We hope you enjoy the, this podcast as we talk with Erin. Well, Aaron, uh, thank you for taking the time to be on this new podcast that I, I just started called Navigation and Discovery. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here, and I just can't wait to get started. Uh, we connected, I think, back in towards the end of 2022. Um, we were at a retreat. Yeah. Can you kind of describe that experience? Yeah, so I had gone out to the Oaks in Southern California, which is a retreat center, actually in November of the previous year. I was there for a writer's workshop and just absolutely fell in love with the grounds and the hospitality and everything that it had to offer. And so at the end of this past year, 2022, I was just really feeling like I needed a reset before heading into this new year. And so they offer general retreats as well. So I went out there to just kind of hit pause and really reconnect with what I wanted my vision to be for the coming year. And it was absolutely everything that I hoped for personally, um, just getting to reconnect with what I wanted for 2023 and kind of make some margin for those goals and aspirations and just really reset before moving into a new year. So what about you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I actually went earlier in 2022 to the Oaks and really found a great time there of community and um, just unplugging really for the first time, I think, ever uh, fully unplugging. And um, this time around when we connected at, at the Oaks, I just needed a time to myself and to take care of myself, do what I needed to do on my own. So I really found the Oaks uh, a really, a really awesome place just to get away. And uh, I think it's it's definitely going to be a, a huge part of uh, my cadence uh, every year. Yeah, there's definitely a feeling there when I just drive up onto the property of 
something about this place makes my heart feel at home. And I'm just able to really dig into who I am and kind of drown out the noise of what's going on in the world around me and just refocus and refresh. So absolutely agree. Yeah. And I think it's very important also um, to, to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. the Oaks definitely provides the space to, to do that. And you have the options to, to tailor the experience and how you want it. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed. Excuse me. Yes. That is definitely beneficial. Um, Just kind of taking what you need, I think is hugely helpful because every person is unique and what they go into it with and what they need coming out of it can be very different. And so that ability to kind of make it into what's going to fit you best in your season of life is a huge benefit. So um, Aaron, you have a podcast called uh, Room for Lovely. Uh, tell, tell, tell us a bit about this podcast and, and your why truly be behind this podcast. So the words Room for Lovely kind of started out as a joke. Um, I am a mom and a wife and we've got three boys. And so I am a very girly girl surrounded by a whole lot of wild boys all the time. And so I just would sometimes make the reference that I was making room for lovely. If I put flowers on the table, oh, I'm making room for lovely. Or I would fix these really beautiful breakfasts and I would say I'm making room for lovely. And it was kind of just a joke. Um, But then I started to see a bigger correlation. And that was that we all need to make room for lovely in our lives. And every season of life can't be beautiful. It can't be wonderful. But I really believe that there is room for loveliness in every single season if we look for it, even in our pain, even in our struggles, even on the hard, chaotic days. If we just take a second to look around, oftentimes we can see something beautiful waiting for us there if we're willing to look for it. And so the podcast just kind of spun that idea into conversations with a whole wide variety of people that are be, have gone through situations in their life or are pursuing that loveliness, no matter what they've gone through. Some of it is very light. Some other conversations are a little bit harder and more difficult, but all of them have the common thread of making room for lovely in their lives. Mm, that's awesome, Erin. The podcasts that I've listened to have been really filled with so much content. You brought on a, an amazing lineup of, of uh, speakers to really add value and, and talk about, you know, the, creating that, that room for lovely. So appreciate, uh, you, you sharing that and also your story as well. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah. Every week, I just hope that it finds the ears that need it most. And so that means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, speaking of story, um, you have a book coming out pretty soon, which I know you're, you're very excited about. And I am too, after receiving the cover of it, um, tell us a little bit about this book. Um, and you can share the title of it and um, your heart behind the book. Definitely. So I have been a writer for my whole entire life, it seems. Um, I was first published in middle school just in a poem that I happened to submit to a contest and went through high school really loving writing as well. It's always kind of been in my bones. And as I got older, I kind of put away that senseless dream, it seemed, um, to be more practical and responsible with a more typical drive for a career and things like that. Um, I think when you tell people that you want to be a writer, it doesn't always get received well, like, oh, that's a sweet dream, but what are you really going to do? You know? (laughs) Um, And so I just kind of shelved that for a while, 
probably about 10 years ago, I started blogging again, just as an outlet for myself um, more than anything. And in 2016, we lost our fourth son in early labor. And almost immediately out there after that, I felt like this is where my book was going to come from. And it was kind of strange because I hadn't even thought about writing a book in quite some time. Um, but that's just really what was on my heart. This is where your book is going to come from. The trouble I felt was that I didn't really have the story yet. I was stuck in the wake of loss and grief and so many negative things that it felt like everything was just kind of a blank canvas in my life. And over the next several years after that, um, our family was kind of propelled to change. We moved to a different state and I felt personally like I was being unraveled. I have lived my whole life very organized, very planned, very, um, very decisive about presenting myself in a way that seems like I've got it all together. And soon after, I just felt like everything was sort of falling apart, um, not necessarily in a bad way, but everything I knew to be sure and true was starting to come unraveled. And so that's the title of the book, Unraveled. Um, but the beauty of it, the subtitle is Finding Lovely When Life Comes Undone. And in those years after grief and in moving to a new state, I felt like all these knots that had been tucked deep inside my soul started to rise to the surface. And very carefully, I was able to start looking at those things that had been sort of a source of contention in my own self and begin to untangle the knots and allow them to be woven together into something lovely. And so the book is really just a story of how that grief was really a catalyst um, I say that there was a gift in my grief. It was a catalyst for me to find myself. Um, I had spent so many years being the person who I thought I should be or who I thought people needed me to be, but not really focusing on who I had called to be or who I felt most comfortable as in just being myself. And I was able to discover who I really was through that whole process. Mm, that's awesome, Aaron. Um, yeah, so the, the title of the book here, again, is Unraveled finding the lovely when life becomes, when life comes undone. Uh, some of the topics here, uh, based on the content that you provided me about the book, uh, you talk about here, self-doubt, self-worth, and also self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. um, so un unpack this for us and, and kind of um, take us a bit deeper into your story on how, how this um, en encompassed your life. So I would say that words of affirmation are my primary love language. And I think all of my life, I just really was seeking after affirmation from other people. I wanted to be seen as good enough. I wanted to see like I was, I wanted people to see me as excellent. I wanted to really just have this performance driven life where I was constantly working to do enough, be enough, you know, and, and provide the most for everybody around me. Um, all the while I was letting myself suffer because I wasn't really comfortable with who I was. I wasn't comfortable with who God had created me to be. And so in this unraveling, um, there was really a couple of significant events. But one of the main things was in our season of quarantine, you know, so many people around the world had such a difficult time when um, we were all in months of quarantine and certainly the world suffered in many, many ways. Our lives will never be the same. 
But for me personally, we live out in the middle of the woods and there were probably six months of uninterrupted solace and solitude here. And I didn't have to impress anyone. I didn't have to be anybody that I wasn't. I was just able really to sit with myself. And I realized for the first time, I kind of liked who that was. Um, But prior to that moment, I was always so worried about what other people would think of me. I was always so worried about if I was enough, if I would be seen as enough. Um, And in many ways, that was the self-sabotage, that constant seeking for approval was sabotaging the greatest things that I had been called to do. um, Suppressed and not able to push past those feelings of inadequacy. And so I was never willing to kind of jump off and do the things that I always knew I was called to do because I was so worried about, well, what are people going to think? And I'm not as good as this person. And I think that's a really common concept for people. Even though this is my story, I think that people will find themselves many times on the pages of this book. Yeah, that's so true, Aaron. That's something that I, I could say that I still struggle with today is, um, you know, with the, men, the many things that I'm involved with is, is really trying to seek approval um, in doing what I'm doing, um, you know, needing that affirmation, um, which I think pre- prevented me to, to do what I'm doing today in terms of going towards what, what I'm, what your purpose and calling is, is are people going to resonate that? Are people going to listen? Are people going to watch? Are people going to read? You know, those are the questions that go in my mind and my heart. Um, and, and, you know, I had to shift that mindset is just put it out there and see what happens. And, um, I think doing that in what I'm doing in the leadership space has really surprised me is, is people are actually listening. People are actually wanting to hear. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's a bit nerve wracking to know that, but it's also, that's where you get affirmation from is people are actually enjoying what you're doing. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that this is something that you still struggle with. I think that 100%, this is not something that I've overcome by any means. It is still a constant state of recovery where I'm trying to push past that. And, you know, even in writing this book, I was telling my husband just a couple of days ago, it's one thing to say behind closed doors where just a few of my close friends know, oh, I'm writing. But now as we're getting closer to the release of the book, goodness gracious, is that terrifying? Because it's like, let me put my diary out for the world. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned in this journey is that, you know, for so long, I wanted to smile and everything is sunshine and butterflies and no one needs to go below surface level because everything is perfect and wonderful. Um, But transparency builds community. And that is what I say over and over again. I found that when I began to share my story and when I began to talk about things that I was struggling with, when I began to talk about things that were an issue for me, I started to see other people nod their heads and say me too. And I don't want this story to get out there because I want my story to be seen and known, but because I want other people to feel seen and known because I think it can be a really lonely world when you start to compare yourself so much that you become introverted in this space where I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. You know, maybe people are not seeing my worth. I don't even know if I'm worth anything. Um, And I think that in the social media world, 
it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people. It's much harder to speak the truth about what we're going through. And then other people can finally relate to those things and we're all better off on the end. Yeah. And something that I was very surprised on is people are craving for that transparency and authenticity. People are People are are seeking for that because on the on our our next topic that we're going to go into is, um, you know, people are are really not sh- uh, sharing you know their their true lives on social media, um, you know, and oftentimes we compare against that. But when people start sharing their authentic stories, they're being transparent. Um, it opens their eyes and like, oh, that person is going through something similar that I am, and then it helps them open up. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent agree. So Aaron, another topic that I wanted to go through is uh, comparison. And I know this is very big, especially in social medias where you're seeing, we see pictures of people showing their lives, they're living the dream, but oftentimes we're comparing against something probably that's not real. Um, So can you unpack what this comparison means? Absolutely. And I think even in even further than it maybe not being real, it's just not the whole story. You know, we can only fit so much of our lives onto these little spaces that we're presenting into the world. And I think it's fine to share kind of your highlight reel. That's that's great. That's no problem. But we're not seeing the whole true story. And I think it's so important that not necessarily we always share every dirty laundry that we have with the world, but rather that we as the viewer, when we're looking at other people's accounts and we're getting all tied up in, oh my goodness, look how great their life is. Look how green the grass is on that side, that we just remember that there's so much more to what is going on in that person's world. And we may not know the struggles that they're facing. We may not know all that their story entails. Um, I have a very good friend who in the past year and a half, her life on social media has completely grown. Um, She has, you know, quadrupled her following and she has seen great success in so many different avenues of her niche, which everybody is so quick to say, find your niche on social media. But at the same time in the last 18 months, I know some very real personal struggles that she's been through that the 35,000 followers that she has on social media may not know. And so I just think it's so important that we temper our expectations of our own life against the idea that we are only getting a very small tidbit of everyone's stories online. And furthermore, someone gave me a quote one time that I have held on to for a really long time. And that is that God has a job for you to do that no one else can do. And I think that it's important for us to remember that who we were created to be and the person that we are can touch the world around us in a unique way that no one else can. And so when we consider those words, it's very easy to just say, you know what, I don't need to be like her because I can just be like me. And that's very freeing, I think, to just find that rest in who am I and what is my job? And then beyond that, I would say also that I think so many of us are caught up in pushing the likes, pushing the engagement, pushing this following on social media, when oftentimes it's the people right around us, maybe in our own homes or in our own communities that need us the most. And I think that we've come under this misconception that that doesn't matter as much, but in fact, it matters even more. I think Um, there is so much in our everyday mundane lives 
that matters beyond what we could imagine. And so more than anything, I think it's important to stay consistent in our own lives rather than engaging in comparison online. Mm -hmm. And even today, that's still uh, something that I struggle with is, is you're oftentimes so tempted to, I want to be like that person. Ooh, I want to be like this person. Ooh, this person is doing something very good. I want to do that. But um, making sure that, you know, you're creating your own story, your own and honing in on, on your own uniqueness, which I only think I've honed on probably just within the last five, six years mm -hmm. um, is, is staying focused on my story and developing my story and, um, and, and preventing that, that comparison to happen. Yeah. And I think it's fine to find inspiration from people online, certainly, as long as we don't get caught up in it and we really go after pursuing our own story. Like you said, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. um, so go, talking about your book, uh, Unraveled, what, what will people learn from this book? So really the bulk of the book is from a lot of mundane experiences in my life. I feel like some of the greatest lessons in my life have come through everyday situations with my kids and my husband. Um, and so it's really a storytelling of sorts, but every chapter kind of takes that story and circles it back around to a personal application. And so for myself, um, I kind of, you know, this lesson has taught me this, but also how can that relate to you, um, the reader? And I think that that's important as well. I think people will relate to the stories in the book just because I'm not living a life of grand adventure. I'm just a mom at home with her kids. Um, you know, there's there's nothing super exciting about the things that are in the book. For the most part, it's just everyday stories. But I think that's where we can learn the greatest lessons in our lives. And I hope that people will see those and find freedom to find themselves. You know, I was able to find myself through this book. And certainly I'm still a work in progress. Absolutely. But I just hope that people find solidarity and um, community and the ability to just know that who they are is perfectly fine and they can embrace exactly who they are and walk in that freedom to just be who they were created to be. Uh, you know, one of the things that just came to mind because um, part of creating this podcast and writing the book, uh, um, the, my book that's coming out soon as well, um, is, you know, it's not just about my story, but it's about everyone else's unique story as well. Um, and that's what I'm really trying to encourage is, is other people to, to share their stories just like we are. Um, what would you say was the most challenging part of this writing journey coming to your first draft manuscript? Well, other than the time, because it's very difficult to find time when you're not a full-time writer doing this, you know, 24 hours a day, um, you have to be really intentional to carve out the time to make that space and get that done. And so only to the credit of my family kind of allowing me to take that space and spend hours at a coffee shop getting it done. Um, other than that, it would have never, I would have never gotten the words on the pages. But beyond that, I think that the biggest challenge was without a doubt vulnerability. Um, you know, that's my whole struggle. That's the whole thing. I want to seem like everything is perfect. And a lot of this book is raw and imperfect. And it's stories of my greatest pains and my greatest hurts and my greatest struggles. And so to take that and put it on paper was really difficult. And now that as we get closer to the book releasing, it's even scarier because to know that, you know, people are going to read those stories and they're going to see those things um, 
it's just that I think in and of itself is probably the most difficult thing, but also I think it's the thing that matters the most. You know, it's, it's being vulnerable that allows other people to be vulnerable as well. And just in talking about what you said with sharing stories, I think that it's so incredibly important for us to share our stories because even though our stories may not be the same, even though they may not line up, we may not have identical pieces of our story. I think we all can learn something from each other's stories. There may be some connection that we can make in some place. There may be something that makes us go, oh, me too. And so even though it's not identical, everyone can relate in some way. And that's what makes it really beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's some awesome encouragement because I think, I think part of the struggle in writing this book uh, was how vulnerable do I want to be? And I think the yeah. more vulnerable I, I became, the more authentic it came across. And um, the more vivid the story was is when you dive deeper in the story, you know, that's when people are able to connect. So I think that that's so important when, when uh, sharing our stories. Yeah. I had a friend who told me in the writing process, you know, nobody wants to see the pretty picture. Like people want to see the mess because that's what they relate to, too. You know, if I'm looking at someone and they seem like everything is just perfect and wonderful, well, that person doesn't seem like a person that I can approach and learn from necessarily because I kind of can't relate. Like my life is a hot mess 90% of the time, you know? And so I think in being willing to be vulnerable, you're absolutely right. The more we're, we, the more we allow those walls to come down, the more authentic it becomes. And then the more that community becomes apparent. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, so Aaron, uh, how can people connect with you and also listen to your uh, podcast? Yeah. So the probably best way to check out the podcast is on Apple podcast or Spotify. Um, you can also go directly to my website, which is AaronCusio.com. And um, on social media, that's the same. I'm Aaron Cusio on all the social media platforms. And that is one of my favorite things is getting to connect with people and just learning more about other people's stories. Um, and some of the friendships that I've been able to make through this online venture has been really fun. Well, that's so awesome. Well, thank you, Aaron, for um, taking the time to be a part of this podcast. And thank you for your time and also uh, your willingness to share your story uh, unraveled uh, coming up and very excited for your book launch as well. Um, if you want to connect with Aaron and her podcast, we'll be providing the links on uh, social media for that. Um, any closing thoughts or comments, Aaron? I'm just really grateful for the time that you allowed me to share. I'm super excited about your book launching as well. Um, and I just think it's so important that we continue to connect with other people, hold space for their stories, and just really realize that we are all imperfect, just trying to do the best we can. And we're learning from each other as we go. That's super important. Mm -hmm. And create that room for lovely. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Aaron. This was an awesome discussion. And um, again, we'll provide the links on social media um, for those that want to connect with Aaron and her podcast. I suggest you to highly recommend listening to it. This is probably one of the best podcasts that I follow out there. Um, so definitely, definitely go and listen. Uh, Room for Lovely. Thank you so much, Cameron. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Aaron Cusillo. Uh, she has great insights and it was awesome truly hearing her story and her journey of truly navigation and discovery. 
So if you want to connect with Erin Cursillo and support her in her latest book, Unraveled, Finding the Lovely When Life Comes Undone, you can go ahead and purchase the book at book.erincursillo.com. And if you're looking for the website, it'll be in the description of whichever podcast platform that you're listening to. It is book.erincursillo.com. And you can also find her podcast, Room for Lovely, on any podcast streaming platform uh, that's out there. And so we really hope you enjoy this podcast and navigation and discovery with your very own Cameron Singh. And uh, tune in on the next one for another amazing guest. And also, if you haven't gotten a copy of my latest book, Navigation and Discovery, A Path of Navigating and Discovering Through Your Journey of Life, you can go ahead and check out my website, CameronSingh.com. Again, CameronSingh.com. And if you can do me a favor, if you're listening to this and you really enjoyed this podcast on whichever podcast streaming platform that you're listening to, please, please, please give me a a good review on the podcast. Give me a good five-star review and put in some short comments on there. And if you put your Instagram handle on there, I'll give you a shout out on a future podcast and uh, really would appreciate uh, some feedback and also subscribe on whichever platform that you're listening to so that when the next episode gets released, you'll initially, you'll immediately get notified of a new episode. So thank you so much for your support and tuning in to this episode of the podcast and Hopefully this podcast is adding value to your life and is helping you on your journey of navigation and discovery. Thank you again.